Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. Today we are continuing the In-Step series, and we're going to discover what it means to live with lasting joy. Uh, I have had days where I just have experienced such great joy. Maybe, and I've decided this, I've decided that the best version of myself is when I'm joyful. Is anybody with me? The best version of, of my life is when I have just this overflowing joy. And there's days that it just comes naturally. There's days that we're delightful to be around. We're, we wake up on the right side of, be, of the bed, so to speak, and we're positive. Maybe you receive a compliment in the day, and I, I, and you kind of come home and you're like, I've had the best day ever because someone maybe complimented your outfit or your hair or I don't know what other, other things you, you would get complimented about, but that's what happens. You just like, that, that just kind of lifts you up. It's a positive day. You just have one of those days where you're just, you're joyful. It just, everything's going right. Maybe you got a promotion at work and then you're like, you're in the break room and you're like, man, I got to dance this one out. Come on. You know, and, and you're, you're excited and joyful. It's just kind of overflowing. Maybe you meet someone, there might be a relationship. It could be a romantic relationship. And you're like, man, suddenly the hills are alive with music. You know, you're just like, floating through life and you're like man that person is amazing there I, I love hanging out with them and I, I love uh, being around them and so you just have that joyful experience and that just raises up our our mood we're just excited and and, and happy and life it has moments like that but those joyful experiences are sometimes contrasted by uh, the other days they're the days that are a little more gloomy. They're the days that are like, I'm just a little lower than I was yesterday. Now, growing up, I watched Winnie the Pooh, and if we have any Winnie the Pooh fans, you have Winnie and all his friends, like Tigger, and there was always just something they were doing and getting into, but there was one character on there called Eeyore, and if you know Winnie the Pooh and all the characters, Eeyore was the pessimistic, gloomy, blah type of guy. Like, they would be having fun and, and on an adventure, and he would say, it's not going to work out. It's, I don't think there's any hope, you know, and I realized that some days we can be Eeyore. Okay, that we just kind of have this pessimistic view. But I'm just here to say today, don't be an Eeyore. So maybe you need to look at someone around you and say, listen, don't be Eeyore today. Tell them right now, don't be an Eeyore. Don't be gloomy. Don't be blah. Don't be pessimistic. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to talk about today how joyful moments turn to lasting joy. You see, life is full of those moments. They're full of, of moments that, man, we have highs and we, we're excited, we're happy, we're fun to be around. And it has those moments that are lows because what happens is that joy fades. You see, when we get joy from our feelings, that ten has a tendency to fade. The difference, there's a difference between feeling joy and the action of joy. And the Bible is full of moments where we see the feeling of joy that uh, the people we read about in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they experience maybe a healing uh, from God or Jesus. We see a birth that there's a celebration around or uh, a, a, a family member that comes home, I think, and there's a celebration. We see great, we can read about great moments of joy. We've all experienced great moments of joy in life. The Bible is full of people that experience great moments of joy. But throughout God's word, we see that joy is a lot more than just a moment. 
It's a lot more than just one singular feeling, and it's more than just the uh, moment and the feeling of joy, but it's an action. Throughout this series, we've been kind of coming back to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25, because that is our foundational verse in this series. And we talk about, we have those natural feelings, those feelings of, of joy that come, or maybe those pessimistic, those discouraging days that we don't feel that joy. Uh, and we talk about those natural reactions and responses that we have. They're, they're our flesh. But what we're talking about in the In Step series is what it means to live in step with God's Holy Spirit. When we live close to the Holy Spirit, then what happens is our flesh is replaced by God's Spirit. And Galatians 5 gives us a little insight of what that looks like and what happens and what fruit comes of that in our life when we live in step with God's spirit. And this is what it says. It's on the screen for you to follow along. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's our foundational verse. And when we're living in step with God's Holy Spirit, our sinful nature is crucified, is what it says. It says it's dead. It's no longer. But instead, we're pursuing a, uh, a relationship and, and God's Spirit dwelling within us and His Spirit rising over and, uh, and overcoming our fleshly desires. And I, throughout the series, we just had this proclamation statement that I want to revisit today. And one that you can stand on. It's just this. My flesh is overcome by his spirit. And that's something maybe you need to put inside your heart today. Maybe it's something you need to be reminded of uh, day in and day out. That, listen, your flesh every single day can be overcome by God's spirit. That you can set aside those fleshly desires and lean into God's Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit can work through you. And because our flesh is overcome by his spirit, then we no longer have to uh, live one way, but we can live a different way. That we can live past our natural response, our fleshly response in moments, and we can live the supernatural response that comes from Jesus. You see, there's fruit that's visible to us when God's spirit is work inside of us. There's fruit that is visible. We see those things. We've talked about them, love and peace, in the past couple of weeks. And today we're talking about joy because joy is one of those visible fruits that should be evident in our life. It should be something that people look at us and say, man, that person is joyful. They see us and, and they, our countenance is, is different. Our, our, who we are just kind of exudes this happiness and joy. And it's not just coming from a moment or an experience or because we're having a good day or someone gave us a compliment or we got the promotion at work. Joy is more than a feeling. Joy is a, an action that we do. You see, the word joy actually used throughout Scripture and right here in Galatians chapter 5 is tied to the action of joy. It's not talking about the feeling. If we would dig in a little bit and read the original language of Greek in the New Testament, that word for joy there isn't talking about just that euphoric feeling of happiness, but it's talking about the action of joy. It's tied to us that we should be expressing joy regardless of what we feel. Now, when the Bible talks about joy, that gets really challenging. 
Because it's easy to say, well, I'm going to be joyful. I can be joyful on the days that things are going well. Are you with me today? The, the days that things are going good and everything's coming together, those are the days that, man, I love being joyful. Yeah, and you might agree with everything I'm talking about today. Like, yeah, I need to be joyful. I need to, you know, live in that joy. And yeah, God's done a work in me. And I'm going to show joy to people on the, the days that are good. But the Bible, when it talks about joy, it's challenging. And it actually seems unrealistic, that the expectation of joy that we're supposed to live out. You know why? Because it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, it says, always be joyful. And then it says this in Philippians 4, 4. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. And I say it again, rejoice. Both times there. It's talking about always being joyful. Listen, I can do sometimes, I can maybe even do most of the time, but really the problematic part of these verses, that, that word always. Always is problematic to me. How can I always be joyful? Now, I know when I have moments in life that I uh, experience joy. One of those moments is I'll be walking through the mall and I'll probably be with my family and Jamie is shopping and doing something and I don't really like to shop. I don't like to kind of go through the experience of just sorting through everything in the world to decide what we might want to purchase. When I shop, I'm on a mission. I know what I'm going for. I'm looking directly for it. I go into the store, I buy it, and I'm out as quick as possible. It is a mission to be accomplished. But listen, when I'm with my family and with Jamie sometimes, she, there's an experience that I think women like to go through in shopping. They like to drag it out as long as they could. They like to look through everything in every rack because there just might be something that they don't want to miss. And maybe you're with me, ladies. Maybe you're there. Maybe it's, guys, you might be there as well more power to you. But listen, that does not bring me joy. That's something that brings me down. But let me, let me tell you, when I'm at the mall and I'm walking through the mall and we're shopping and I'm, I kind of have those moments where I feel the energy being just drained out of me and my legs are getting weak and I'm looking for a chair to sit down, suddenly I see an oasis in the mall called Cinnabon. And Cinnabon lifts my spirits. I see it and I feel like the Lord has, has brought uh, his holy manna to me. Like I can sit and eat a Cinnabon and, and why Jamie shops. And it's just something that brings me joy. And I don't know why. I have an unhealthy uh, relationship with Cinnabon. Someone better um, check my heart on that. But uh, I'll be at the mall and it doesn't take long before then I'm dragged away from that high and into another store and into another moment. The good thing about Cinnabon, though, is that that smell, you, before you ever see the sign, you, you smell the, the sweet, sweet, sweet baked goods that the Lord has made. Uh, and so uh, I, those are moments that bring that up. But listen, that only is a joy that will fade. We all have joy that will fade in our life. But when we're talking about a lasting love or a lasting joy in our life, that comes not from our own feelings. It comes from God. So how do we live with that type of joy? How do we live with this joy that's always there, that it's an always type of joy, like I'm joyful always? Because you know what? That's the stuff, and those are the moments where people are going to look at your life, and they're going to say, you are different. You, something about you is different because you're having a bad day, or you, this isn't going well at work, but you still seem happy and positive. Man, I uh, work out at a gym here in the area, and we'll go to a class occasionally, and there's one of the coaches that leads the class, and um, she comes, and she is this most joyful, 
bubbly person now. Everyone that's about to step into this class knows of what's going to happen, that our bodies are going to be beat into submission. But she comes, and she just brings this over-bubbling joy. And suddenly I'm just like, I, yeah, I want to do that. I want to work, like, really hard. I want to kill my body, like, working out. But, and she just has that. And people take notice of that, and you start to elevate people's perspective, you start to point them to God through the way that you live with joy, even in challenging moments, and you always are joyful. You see, how do we live with that? How do we live in that type of joy in our life? How do we kind of step into God's plan and God's purpose for our life and walk through dark seasons and challenging moments and still have joy? And that's what we want to look out today, because we always have to come back to what God has for us. It's his joy. It's the joy that comes from him, that it's more than a moment. It's a lasting joy. So where do we find it? Great joy is found in God's grace. You see, right here, joy, I want you to get this this morning. It's directly proportional to the grace that we have received from, uh, through Jesus, it, or at least our perception of the grace that we've received. Here's what, I'm, here's what I mean by that. What grace we have received should bring us joy, like how broken and hurt or messed up that we were, but God still loved us that he sent Jesus, and he made a way for us to make things right with him so that we could be in relationship with him. And so we've received that great grace, and that is proportionate to, to how much, in our view of how much grace we have received, and that should bring joy in our life. So here's what I mean. When we are thinking about joy, and if we, we are looking at our lives and we're thinking, man, I, I got it all together, I got this figured out, and we almost bring pride into, uh, into our lives and into that moment, uh, then we think we've done it all and we've worked at it. But if we look at the brokenness and the, and, and the hurt and the things that we're not worthy of, but yet God loved us so much that he, that he sent Jesus to us, then that should elevate our joy. That should be like, you know what, God, despite all of that, he is doing a work. And despite all of uh, my uh, brokenness and despite my failures, that he has done joy, or he has brought joy and grace into my life. And that should just elevate our joy because it's in his salvation that that joy is rooted and it's found. You see, at the beginning of the book of John, 1 John, John writes and he's proclaiming uh, to, to uh, uh to them, the church at Ephesus is who that is written to, and he's proclaiming the good works of Jesus, and he's saying Jesus has done this, and, and he's sharing all the great things and why God has sent Jesus and the power that is in the grace of Jesus, and he ends this little intro to that book with this one line. It says this, we are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. You know why? Because there's joy in the grace that we have in Christ Jesus. There's joy in that. Now, I have a friend that when I was in high school and we were all about the age when we were getting our driver's license and uh, getting ready to drive and trying to figure out what we were going to be driving car-wise and stuff. I had a friend who, who, uh, whose parents told him that they were going to give him a car when he turned 16. 
And I remember uh, going to his 16th birthday and him expecting to get the keys to his car that uh, he got for his, his birthday. And I, I was hoping that maybe my parents would catch on uh, to that little trend, but it didn't quite happen. But I remember going to uh, hanging out at his birthday and his parents gave him a box and we all thought that in this box was going to be the keys to his car. They had hidden it somewhere or put it somewhere and that, he, boom, here, here come his keys. And so he was telling us all about it, excited about it. They had told him, and uh, he opens it up, and in the box was a matchbox car. So funny. I thought, man, that's hilarious. And they let him go for a little bit and thought, that is, that, that's all he got. That was the matchbox. And I used to, used to have those when I was a kid, and I could just see his face thinking, oh, my goodness, is this what they meant by a car? You see, when you receive a, a small gift, your joy might be minimal. His reaction in that moment was, was pretty defeated. He wasn't overly excited about the little car. It got a good laugh after a few minutes because then his parents brought out another box and it was the key to, the key to a, a car. And then his reaction changed. When you receive a larger gift, you have a joyous reaction to, the, to what God is doing or what has been given to you. And so that's what we see here. We see that uh, God has given us such a great gift, and when we see it as the big gift that he's given to us, then that is a place where joy, our reaction is joy. So don't look at what God has given to you to be small and insignificant, but instead look at the grace that he's given to you to be large because, listen, you needed it. We all needed it, and would you rather have a matchbox car uh, of your dreams or would you rather have the real car of your dreams. And I'm just living in saying, I would rather have the big real car of my dreams. And that's the excitement. That's what God, it's our perspective of the grace that he's given to us. And that's where joy is found in his salvation. We have, we've been given the greatest gift. And when we experience God's grace, that's the greatest gift. And so that's where we can find great joy, a lasting joy, where we can always live in a, in a place of joy in our life and the action of joy. So where else do we find it? Not only do we find it in, in, God's, sal- in God's grace and his salvation, but great joy is found in God's strength. Great joy is found in God's strength. Now, this is one of the things I think that is challenging for us, and I think it's one of the things that we can minimize the gospel, we can minimize who Jesus is, and we can as a church even, and as the collective church in the whole, we can minimize that we need God's grace or that we can do this on our own. Now, I don't want you to mistake that, that what I'm sharing with you today is the, the self-help type of gospel. Listen, the gospel is about not self-help. It's about Jesus' help. It's about God's help through it all. So great strength or great joy is found in God's strength. In Psalms 84.5, or 84, five, it says this. We need to be, uh, or it says, what joy for those who, whose strength comes from the Lord. So there's joy that comes when our strength doesn't come from ourselves, but it comes from God. And I think we need to be people that aren't counting on our own strength, but we're instead we're calling out to God for his power and his strength. We need to be people that aren't counting on ourselves to make it happen, but we're calling out desperate for God's strength through us. That's the place where there's great joy. That's the place when we're in the midst of 
uh, challenging moments that we say, I don't know what to do. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know uh, if I have the strength to do this. Well, that's okay. You're not meant to have the strength. God is with you in this journey, and it's his strength that brings joy. There's a story in the New Testament of Paul and Silas, and Paul and Silas were traveling and sharing the good news of Jesus. They were in prison, and uh, for sharing that good news, they went to Philippi and ended up in, in shackles and in prison. And it says that they were singing songs in prison, that they were rejoicing and singing out to God. And you think, man, how could they be in that type of situation and in that type of moment where uh, they had been sharing Jesus, but then they're being persecuted, they're being shackled and imprisoned, and they're being held back and uh, in a dungy, dingy uh, dungeon kind of in prison. And how could they sing out with such joy? Why could they sing and be happy? And people took notice, the guards took notice, but it was because they knew they didn't, weren't counting on their own strength, they were counting on God's strength. You might be saying today, I'm tired, I'm worn out, and I'll just say, good, because that's where the place where you say, I need God. That's the place where it's like, I need his strength. And let me tell you, just because you saw an inspirational meme on Facebook doesn't mean that you have the strength on your own to overcome everything that is in front of you in life. We need God. And it's his strength that brings joy. Because you know what? No matter what I face and no matter what I go through, I'm not counting on myself. I'm calling out to God. I'm not counting on my own strength and my own power. I'm calling out to what he has and what he can do through me. And that's where we find joy. Regardless of the situation, regardless of what challenge we're facing, regardless of the season or the day that we're having and how good or how bad it went, we have joy through it all because it's not our strength, it's his strength. I love what James chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 says. It says this, it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. What a perspective right there, that when a challenge comes your way, that you then look at it and you say, man, I have joy in this challenge because I know God is doing a work inside of me. I know that he's challenging and he's building up my faith. It's being tested in this season. So then again, we can have joy regardless of the circumstances in our life. That joy can overflow in us. And it doesn't depend on my feelings. It doesn't depend on, on how good my day was. But regardless, I can, I can depend on the strength of God. And that joy can overflow regardless of the circumstances. I know he's doing something. He's, my faith is being tested. My endurance is growing. And God is at work through it all. But how do we get this recipe? How, where do we find a recipe for, I guess, lasting joy? How do we live that out? I think we find it in John chapter 15, and Jesus said this. He said it very clearly. He said in, in verse 9 and, and through 11, he says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love, and when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father, my Father's commandments, and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will be overflowing. Jesus right here is saying, listen, this is where 
you will find joy. This is where you're fi you'll find a lasting joy. It will overflow in your life. It will be uh, overflowing and just coming out of you, oozing out. People are going to see it. People are going are, are to look at you differently and say, what's different about that person? They're just joyful even through all of it. It's right, found right here in John chapter 15. The way that we find joy is to abide with Jesus. That's what he's saying here. He's saying that we should abide. It says, if you remain in me and follow my commandments, if you remain in my love, you recognize my love, then, then that is the place. And so we have to abide. Now, you, the, abide isn't a word that we use very commonly anymore, but it means to accept or act in accordance with. It means for us to step in to, and follow along and, 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 and act and, and line up our lives with what God's word says and what his love means in us. And so our job as Christ followers is to abide in Jesus. And that is where we see that Jesus says our love or our joy is overflowing. So how do we do that? How do we abide in Jesus? It's real simple, and I think it's laid out really clearly right there in that verse. In John chapter uh, 15, first thing we have to do is just focus on his love. Our job is just to focus on the love of God. That brings us back to his grace. That brings us back to what he's done. Don't forget how much God loves you. Realize how generous he's been. Realize that uh, he has a plan for your life. And instead of looking at your own self and, and, and looking alone you, and, and looking inward and trying to say, I, I, I just have to try to be joyful, look to Christ. Look to what Jesus has done and look at what he can do in and through you and you can focus on his love. I think that brings us to a place where we just remain in Jesus. We're focused on our life every day on abiding in him. And we're focused on the love that he has for us and how generous he's been. Second thing is, is uh, pretty simple. It's us for just to follow with abandon. It's too easy for us to pursue our own plan. It's all our own purpose. But we just have to follow Jesus with abandon. We have to follow him with saying, you know what, I'm turning from my old ways. I'm, I want to abide with God. I want to step into his plan and his promises. I want to follow, I want to live with that overflowing joy. Well, then we focus on his love, and then we try to remain in him, following his commandments. And it's too easy for us to pursue our own plan or things we think that will make us happy. I, I a lot of times am convicted because I look around and I think a lot of times we're just trying to figure out things in this life that are going to make us happy. We're just trying to figure out things that are going to make us this experience and going here and doing this and we pursue all kinds of things in our life that are going to give us moments of joy. We try to find the, thing, the next experience that, that we can go do this thing and this is going to entertain us for a while and we get to do this and and those things are great they're part of life they're they're joyful moments and i'm not saying they're bad but i think if we put all of our hope and all of our trust and all of those things that we're pursuing they're our own plan i think we get caught i think we're missing then out on the following god with abandon i think we're missing out on what it means to to live our life with joy through any and every circumstances. God calls us to do that. We just need to follow with abandon. We need to say, God, I want to follow your commandments. I want to live 
according to what your word says. And that's really what Jesus is talking about here in John 15. He's saying, listen, abide in me. Follow my commandments just as I have followed the commandments of the Lord. Jesus came, he walked this earth, he lived it, and he followed God with all of his heart. He gave us a great and perfect example. And we should pursue that. And with the help of God's Holy Spirit, we can do that. We can live in that place where we're turning away from pursuits of our own joy and our own happiness and we're living with this lasting joy. You see, because our joy is only going to ever be sustained, not by our own work and our own power. It's only going to be sustained through the work of God's Holy Spirit in us. It's only going to be sustained through his supernatural work because you know what? Naturally, joy is going to fade. The joy that we try to build in our lives and the the moments that we have, those things are going to fade. But the lasting joy only comes from the work of God's Holy Spirit in us. And I think the journey of following Jesus is all about that. As we follow him with abandon, we see that God begins to change things in our heart. He begins to work in us a little bit differently. And suddenly we see that my joy is made complete. It's overflowing, as he talks about in John 15. We have an overflowing joy so that even when we face difficult situations, my joy is made complete. And we can say, and we can stand in that hope, and we can stand in that that uh, purpose of saying, even though the road is long, longer than we expected, my joy is made complete. And even though things in my life have been more difficult or more challenging than I ever thought they would be, my joy is made complete. And even though that person hurt me and they wronged me and they treated me poorly, my joy is made complete in Christ Jesus. That's the way that we stand and we live in a lasting joy in our life. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.